0: In episode 532 with Mel Kovakovich, we are talking all about hormonal health. We talk about how that affects our skin, PCOS, menopause, how to balance your hormones with seed cycling. We also talk about what seed cycling is, how to do it, and so much more. The Melissa Ambrosini Show. Welcome to The Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, Open Wide, Comparisonitis, and Time Magic. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating. And wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Beautiful. Hey, beautiful. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited about this episode because I love talking all things health and especially hormonal health. And I love talking about seed cycling, something that I discovered years ago, implemented into my life, and it has made such a huge impact on my skin, on my hormones, everything. So if you are wanting to balance your hormones, to have beautiful glowy skin, to learn about seed cycling and so much more, you're going to love this conversation with Mel. And for those of you that have never heard of her, she is the founder of The Seed Cycle. She is also a functional nutritionist and an EFT tapping practitioner. And she has helped hundreds of women restore hormonal balance using food as medicine, which is a subject she is deeply passionate about. Me too, such a huge passion of mine using food as medicine. I just love it so much. There's that beautiful quote by Hippocrates. that says, let thy food be thy medicine. I love that quote so much. And Mel is on a mission to empower women with knowledge about natural and holistic health. And this is reflected in The Seed Cycle, which is a done-for-you seed cycling solution. It's all packaged up beautifully, ready for you to take. It is incredible. And we'll talk all about that in today's episode. And for everything that we mention in today's conversation, you can check out in the show notes and that's over at melissarambrosini.com forward slash five, three, two. And now let's dive in. Beautiful Mel, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here. But before we dive in, can you tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? Well, actually I haven't had breakfast
1: yet because we're recording this pretty early and I find that if I'm doing something like this where adrenaline's in, <laughs> kicking in and a bit of nerves, like the food just kind of sits in my stomach. But I have had a celery juice and a bulletproof co- coffee, which is like my concoction of like ghee and mushrooms and collagen. And then after this, once I'm all settled, I'll have a probably eggs and saldo and avocado. Big
0: breakfast, which I'm looking forward to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that could be the reward after the interview, but you're all good. You can relax here with us. You're a pro at it, so you probably can have it,
1: can eat before (laughs) an interview now.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, don't faint over there on us, please. (laughs) Okay. So to kick things off, I want to start with the basics. For those who haven't heard of it, what is seed cycling? Yeah, I would love to share that. So
1: seed cycling, it's often referred to as biohacking your menstrual cycle, which is really cool. And it is a food as medicine technique. It can also be called a functional food or a food And yeah, it's the cleverest thing I have heard of. And this is why I'm so obsessed with it because you're having certain seeds which contain certain nutrients, which support your hormones, but you're having it at certain times in your own menstrual cycle, which support and the nutrients in those seeds support what your body needs in those times. So there's so many layers to it. And I
0: can't wait to do a deep dive with you today. Now, is it an ancient practice or is this a modern concept? Like, Where did seed cycling originate? Because I heard about it years ago. My functional medicine doctor, Dr. Stephen Cabral, who's been on this show so many times and he's inside my program as one of the experts in Holy Mama, he actually suggested it to me when we were on our conception journey. He's like, Melissa, you need to start seed cycling. And I was like, I had heard about it years before that, and I just hadn't done it. And lo and behold, we started seed cycling, and within about two months, I got pregnant. I'm not saying that that was the number one reason, but I mean, you will never know. Yeah, yeah. And it is,
1: oh my goodness, the amount of messages I get from people saying to me, I'm pregnant, I think it was the seeds, not sure, but... It's incredible. And exactly what you've said, you know, it's, I mean, I've heard it so many times now. And when we understand how it works, it makes sense that it supports fertility, but yes, it is an ancient practice. It's often recommended by naturopaths, nutritionists, functional medicine doctors. And the first person that I heard talking about it was Dr. Brighton, who you also had on your show. And she was speaking about seed cycling and she was talking about how she uses the protocol and prescribes it to her patients to help them get off the pill and then also to support perimenopause symptoms. And, and then she goes into the way it supports estrogen and progesterone. And the great thing about seed cycling now is that it has the science to back it up. So I think for a long time, it was kind of put in the woo-woo world because we start to talk about moon phases. If you don't have a regular cycle and you seed cycle using the moon to mimic a menstrual cycle, which I think is just so clever, but I think I notice this reaction when I'm talking to people. They're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know <laughs> about that. But particularly in June, um, there was a study, a really, really strong study on seed cycling for PCOS. And, oh my goodness, the results for that, there was, so it was seed cycling over a three-month period and they, had, they did ultrasounds and hormone tests before and after and there was like a 36% reduction in cyst degeneration there was reductions in FSH hormone, LT hormone. There was a reduction in overall body weight as well. And so now that we have that science to back it up, I think that, yeah, it's it's really exciting.
0: Amazing. So for anyone listening who's like, okay, what are they talking about? What is this seed cycling thing? What are they talking about? So basically in a nutshell, it's where you cycle four different seeds during the month. Now we've got four different phases of our cycle, but seed cycling is done in two different phases. Can you break it down for us? Yeah,
1: exactly. So we break the menstrual cycle into two phases for the purposes of seed cycling. So our follicular phase, which is day one of your period to ovulation or around day 14, and then your luteal phase. So from day from ovulation or day 15 back to day one or twi- uh, day 28 of your cycle. And so for phase one, we are having flax seed and pumpkin seed. And so these are seeds you probably already have in your pantry, which is what I say um, to people all the time. All you're needing to do is grab them out, make sure they're certified organic because that's really important. And all we do is grind up the seeds and that's so your body can access the nutrients. And so when we are talking about and looking at particularly for the first phase and flaxseed and pumpkin seed. Some of those superstar nutrients are lignans, which are a form of phytoestrogen. We have omega-3s, we have fibers, we have what else is it? Zinc as well, which is setting up for healthy progesterone in that second phase. So all those nutrients and particularly the lignans and the phytoestrogens, they speak to your estrogen receptor cells. And it's like, So we have estrogen receptor cells all over our bodies and it's like that phytoestrogen comes in and acts like a plug and plugs into that receptor and tells that receptor what to do. So it might be block that production of estrogen. It might be, no, your body needs more estrogen. And so it's really clever how the nutrients speak to your cells. And particularly, and I talk about this a lot in this modern world and with endocrine disrupting chemicals, we often have an excess of estrogen. And so the, the nutrients in the seeds really help that elimination of that estrogen in that first phase, which is, I think, incredible. And then the second phase, so from ovulation back to day one, we're having sesame and sunflower seeds. So again, seeds that you may already have at home and we're just grinding them up. The therapeutic dose, which is really important as well for seed cycling, is a tablespoon of each seed. And for sesame seed and sunflower seed, particularly uh, the sunflower seeds are really high in vitamin E. And this is why I think people tell me within the first month, oh my goodness, my skin feels so clear. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I didn't have those premenstrual breakouts. And my skin feels like it's glowing. Um, the vitamin E makes sense. Particularly sesame seeds are a really good source of calcium as well, which is really important for hormone modulation. We've got B vitamins, more lignans. So again, they're so full packed full of nutrients but food like our body recognizes these nutrients and yeah that that food as medicine approach which I just oh my goodness I believe in that so much and I've seen that with thousands of women now it seems like see for women who are doing so much adding seed cycling in doing so much but don't seem to be getting to the goal or where they need to be, particularly for weight loss as well. I noticed, and this is where I came across, I was searching for something for my clients because they were, my clients were doing all the right things. They were they were eating, they were moving, but the weight wasn't coming off. And I, I quickly saw there's a hormone imbalance happening and what foods can we use to support their hormones and that's where I came across seed cycling, and yes, we added seed cycling in after a couple months. Those hormones balanced out, the weight started
0: coming off. Mm, it's so good. So, is it one tablespoon of each of the seeds, or one tablespoon in total? One tablespoon of each
1: of the seeds. So, phase one, you're having a tablespoon of ground flaxseed, a tablespoon of ground pumpkin seed, and then phase two, a tablespoon of sesame and a tablespoon of sunflower.
0: And because your mix is blended together, the two seeds are blended together, so you just do two tablespoons.
1: Yeah, we have a scoop that comes with it. So it's one scoop, which is the two tablespoons. And this is what I was finding with my clients was the ones that were I would teach them how to do it. So buy these seeds, grind them up, you're having this. In this phase, this in this phase, and we're going to have it with breakfast or on top of your yogurt or salad or however we've discussed each day. And the clients that did that, it was just incredible. But then I had some who would come back every session. I'm like, Have you started seed cycling? Be like, Oh no, it's all too hard. What seeds are they again? <laughs> I have to grind them up, but the flax seed won't grind up in my NutriBullet. <laughs> And so I started packaging it for them and I was like, what
0: if I do it for you? Will that be easier? And they're like, yeah, it's so much easier. It is such an easy thing to implement into our lifestyle already. And you have made it so easy. You've made it even easier for people, which is what I love. You've literally done the work for them and they just scoop it out and you can add it to your smoothies. You can add it anywhere which I absolutely love. It is such an easy thing to do that could really make a difference. So why not start seed cycling? For me, I used to get debilitating pain in my periods. Like everything is just balanced out so beautifully. And like I said, I don't know if it is specifically from that on its own because I've done so many different things, but I mean, it doesn't hurt. And There are so many benefits of those different seeds anyway, so you may as well have them in your diet. Okay, so how did you start seed cycling? Was it from your clients or was it something that you experimented with on your own first? And what changes have you noticed in your own health and menstrual cycle?
1: yeah it was my clients that and because I was never interested in hormones. like hormones weren't sexy <laughs> they were and, and at the time, so this is seven or eight years ago, like gut health was really trendy so like I was really into gut health and functional nutrition and I'm also an EFT tapping practitioner so I was really into uh, to helping people with their underlying beliefs and like I'm kind of embarrassed to say it now, but I wasn't even asking my clients about their cycle. <laughs> I just didn't even see that that was part of it. And now I'm like, oh my goodness, this is where we start. This is where we get the biggest bang for our buck when we really look at the health of our menstrual cycles. And so... It was when my clients, they weren't reaching their goals and they would come back every month and, you know, they would kind of improve a little bit, but then PMS would hit and cravings would hit and they would get out mood and I, out swings. And then I had one client who was trying to get off the pill, but was really worried. I had other clients who were going through perimenopause. And so all signs were pointing to hormones and that's when I, I started to get really curious. And I started researching and I was just like googling like foods that balance hormones <laughs> because of my belief um, and philosophy of food as medicine and that our bodies have an innate intelligence and given the right tools, resources, we can heal, adapt, and thrive. So with that foundation, I started researching. I came across Dr. Brighton, I came across Elisa Beatty and her book in the flow when she talks about seed cycling, Dr. Mark Hyman and all these other hormone and functional medicine doctors and specialists talking about seed cycling. And this is where the first person, because I was pregnant at the time and and the seeds are really beneficial when you're pregnant as well, but it's not going to have that same Effect and I really wanted to see what it would do to help balance out estrogen and progesterone. And so mm-hmm. I started seed cycling with my sister-in-law. So she'd just gotten off the pill. Her skin was breaking out, and she was uh, her period hadn't returned, and she was not in a good way. And so I was like, "I'm going to get you having these seeds. I'm going to pack it all up for you." And and that's when she was really fussy with me, and she was like, "Oh well." I don't really like salads and I don't I don't think I'm gonna add them to a smoothie. So I started making up these like healthy brownies and biscuits, which I would add the seeds into. I needed to make sure she was having the therapeutic dose. So like I'll do all the measurements and I would cut it up for it and I'm like, okay, one piece each day. That's what you need to take for that those for your seed cycling. And then within a couple months, her period returned, her skin completely healed up. And it was, I was just like, wow, that was good. And then so from there, any female that I worked with, it was like seed cycling was just part of the toolbox and it just worked and it ticked off that box for me. And it was only as time went on when I had those issues with clients who I knew seed cycling was going to be that thing that really helped them and they weren't doing it. But also I started seeing all these other benefits, including understanding their menstrual cycle and understanding when they were ovulating, because you need to know, have that body literacy to be able to seed cycle. And also the abundance when it came to food and nutrition, because often with nutrition, it's like all the things I can't have. Oh, well, I can't have gluten. I can't have dairy. I can't have refined sugar. <laughs> and you know that can really put people in scarcity and it just can feel really overwhelming and Whereas this is like seed cycling is a perfect example of something you can add in. Uh, And even just on that unconscious level of like, this is something you can add in that has so many benefits. And then also noticing my clients talking about, oh, well, I didn't have like my Vegemite on toast this morning because I didn't want to add this. Se- I wanted to do the seeds justice. So I made myself a beautiful bowl for breakfast. So that flow and effect in their eating. And yeah, so I now like, I just see all these benefits that come from this really simple ancient
0: practice. I love it. Apart from what you've mentioned, the benefits that it's had with PCOS and fertility and balancing hormones. Is there anything else that you've seen that women have reported after integrating seed cycling into their routine? Anything else that you haven't mentioned?
1: Yeah, actually, well, that's what I'll answer your question about for me. So for me, I had hormonal migraines my whole adult since I started menstruating. And I just thought it was normal. Like I grew up with like the periods are a curse kind of vibe of like, you know, it's just part of being a woman. You got to just put up with it. And so I really never did anything about it because I just thought, oh, well, it's just part of it. But you know, I was, I would be in bed once a month with not being able to to do to work or do what I needed to do from this migraine. And so that was my big symptom. And now I know it was because my progesterone levels were too low. And so it took a couple months. But when I got really consistent with my own seed cycling, migraines went away. Haven't had them since. And then that flow-on effect like I was talking about with understanding my menstrual cycle and not only from a nutrition perspective but from a business perspective, from a relationship perspective, from even um, an exercise perspective, I understand now and I can use my menstrual cycle. uh, um, It's my superpower. I know that if I am scheduling a talk and it's during ovulation, it's going to be easy. I'm going to feel shiny and and really articulate. But if I'm in my pre-menstrual phase, it's going to be a bit harder. I might be a little bit more anxious. I'm going to need a little bit more recovery time. Like, oh my goodness, the understanding, Seed cycling is that way in to understand for a lot of people like myself, to understand your menstrual cycle. And then that just has flow on effects everywhere. But in terms of what our customers are saying, it's uh, it's from skin to metabolism to perimenopause symptoms, supporting fertility, which makes so much sense, right? So when you are supporting that estrogen and progesterone to balance out, you're supporting healthy ovulation, cervical mucus, and then that's setting you up for a healthy conception. So. Yeah, the, that I I get so excited about that, and then also to help women get off the pill because there's so much fear there, and often women are put on the pill for irregular cycles or know, skin breakouts or heavy periods, and so. For a lot of people that I speak to, the pill doesn't really align with their values or their, li- their life anymore, but they're really worried about getting off. So seed cycling can set those foundations and we talk about, which is what Dr. Brighton prescribes, it's starting seed cycling three months before getting off the pill to prepare your body, to build up those nutrients that are depleted, to, for your body to remember that cyclical rhythm that's completely shut down when you're on the pill and then got, get off and continue seed cycling. And oh, women will say to me, oh my God, I was so worried and it was totally fine. My skin didn't break out. My period returned really quickly. And just having something to do as well to to, be, to support your body during that period. I just,
0: yeah, I'm so passionate about that. I talk about understanding your cycle so much in my program, Holy Mama, because it is imperative and not just to get pregnant, but to understand when we're ovulating, to understand our bodies, the cervical mucus, how our temperature changes, all of these things are so important. It just allows us to know ourselves on such a deeper level. And those four different phases that we go through in a month, like you said, you know, during ovulation, you might feel more confident, more energetic. On your bleed, you might feel a little bit more introverted. And so knowing these four different phases, like the different seasons that we go through, really just helps you plan your life a little bit more. It helps you understand who you are and why you may be a little bit more quiet some periods throughout the month. It's just incredible. And so I share this with my husband. I'm like, oh, I'm in this phase of my cycle. And he's like, got it. But is it essential that they are ground up? Like what if we can't grind them up? Because say one morning and we don't have your products, our blender breaks. Do we still have them or do we not? That's a really interesting question. The flax seed and sesame seed, they're going to
1: go straight through you. So your body's not going to be able to access any of the nutrients inside. And because it's that breaking of the shell, that allows your body to access the nutrients. The pumpkin seed and sesame seed, you want to chew them really well, again, to break up that shell. And then yes, like your body's going to absorb the nutrients. So that's a really interesting one. And in terms of the seed cycle studies, the seeds have been that therapeutic dose and they have been ground. But I mean, I would still be having
0: them. I was just thinking, could you even like say the blender breaks? Could you even like cut them up with a knife? I'm just thinking of anything for people. I want people to do it, but I don't want there to be any roadblocks. Yeah. Yeah. I think
1: that that would be a really good option. Even trying to crush them in like a, uh, is it like a mortar and pestle would be a good option as well. Yeah. Just to break up, break them up so we can access the nutrients.
0: Yeah. Do you know what's interesting? And this might be too much information, but. We've always ground up our seeds, our chia and our flax. And we've been doing that for years. And we'll put that on our smoothies or on our porridge every morning. And then I started seed cycling and incorporating the other ones. But I think our blender blew up one time. So I just put flax seeds on top of our porridge and realized that they definitely don't get digested when I changed my daughter's nappy. (laughs) Yes. So they are coming straight out, my friends, straight out, whole and untouched.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> okay. So what other research or evidence is there about this practice?
1: Yeah. So we have a lot of research in the individual seeds, particularly flaxseed. Flaxseed is a very well-researched seed and phytoestrogen, which then, like we spoke about, has that effect on estrogen modulation. The PCOS, there's been two studies on seed cycling specifically for PCOS. And the one that came out in June was the strongest one we've had. And I have heard studies that are being done now on feed cycling for endometriosis, which I'm really interested to see. The thing that um, was really good about the study in June was that there was no funding by external companies, so we that, that also adds to the strength. And those ultrasounds and the hormone or blood tests before and after. Uh, And so like I said, there was like a 36% reduction, which is one third of participants who were experiencing complete cyst degeneration, which means that their cysts significantly decreased or disappeared entirely. And on the other hand, nearly half of the participants had fewer cysts compared to the control group, where the number of cysts Increased. And so, you know, if you have PCOS, uh, like you need to be seed cycling. The evidence is really clear now on that. Uh, and I've seen it as well with my clients, with our customers. They just add seed cycling in and like functional nutrition, like you were saying with fertility, it's never one thing. <laughs> it's never one. There's not one magic bullet. But it seems like for so many people, seed cycling is that missing puzzle piece.
0: And it's so easy to do. It's so easy and it's not expensive. Yes, you have to get organic, but it's not expensive. It's really not. Are there any groups of women whose seed cycling may not be appropriate for or who should be cautious with doing it?
1: Yeah. If you have a seed allergy to those, any of those four seeds, obviously then you wouldn't be seed cycling. But this is just the most beautiful part about it is it's just food. And so there are other herbs and supplements that for hormones specifically that you can't have when you're pregnant or you can't have when you're on the pill. But seed cycling you can. And like we said, we actually use it to get off the pill. And so this is where also we can talk about how to seed cycle if your cycle is irregular or if you're going through perimenopause or if you're on the pill as well because you don't have you don't have a cycle. And so this is where you use the moon phases because like women will say to me, oh I'm postmenopausal. I like I don't have a cycle anymore. I don't need to seed cycle and I'm like no you 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 do you'll get so many benefits out of it and you use the moon phases. Because just because you don't have a period doesn't mean you, you don't cycle. You still cycle, and so what you're doing is you're having phase one from new moon and phase two from a full moon. And the moon rhythm mimics a menstrual cycle, and women throughout history have used the moon phases to support fertility, to regulate their cycles. And often I find that when someone starts seed cycling for irregular cycle, they'll use the moon phases. And then within a couple months, their cycle returns, regulates, and then they can move over and seed cycle using their own cycle. So day one, phase one, ovulation,
0: or day 15, phase two. Let's talk about perimenopause and menopause. So it will still support them. Could it help with the symptoms that sometimes crop up for people that are going through that phase of life?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Particularly those perimenopause symptoms, the the hot flashes, the migraines, the changes in mood, libido. Often a lot of that is because estrogen goes through the roof. (laughs) Your body stops making uh, as much progesterone and progesterone is known for that really that calming hormone. And so this is where particularly um, seed cycling during that time helps balance out that estrogen. The fibers help your body process and eliminate the excess estrogen, which we spoke about before is already, our environment is already creating and mimicking estrogen. So our bodies are are already overburdened with estrogen and we need to do what we can to support our bodies with that elimination. And I talk about this all the time and I don't say it to scare people. I say it because it's a fact that Some of those short-term symptoms of a hormone imbalance, like the painful periods, the irregular periods, the skin breakouts, the PMS symptoms, the mood irregularities, they're all signs that there's a hormone imbalance. And the long-term symptoms of a hormone imbalance are things like osteoporosis, cardiovascular health issues, reproductive issues, breast health issues, mental health issues, P, MDD, uh, metabolic and weight management, insulin resistance. And so these are things we don't want to mess around with. <laughs> and so it is really, really important for us to do what we can to support our hormones and listen to our body signals. If you're having some of those short-term symptoms like I was having with the migraines, with the skin breakouts, we're getting, getting really, really anxious and moody before you get your period, they're all fine, that there is an
0: imbalance. Yes. In 2011, one of my good friends, Dr. Nat Gringoudis, she's been on the podcast. She talks about seed cycling a lot too. Yeah, she is amazing. She is a hormone expert as well. And I remember she said something to me that has stuck with me since 2011. And it was when I was sharing with her that I was getting breakouts, that I had debilitating periods. I truly believe that I had undiagnosed endometriosis or PCOS because my periods were excruciating. I was in bed for the whole first day. I would faint sometimes. I would go white. I would either have diarrhea. I would sometimes vomit. I would sometimes even pass out. And it was so painful. And she said to me, Melissa, that's not normal. And I was like, but I've had it since I first got my period when you know I was 15 or however old I was. And it's always been debilitating. And she was like, that's not normal. And I was like, no, but that's just me. Like I was justifying it. And she goes, Melissa, your period should come. You barely notice it until you go to the toilet and you go, oh, I'm bleeding. And then it goes. And I literally was like, Yeah, right. Yeah, right. And since getting my period back after my daughter was born, my period is literally like that. I go to the toilet and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I literally never knew that that was possible. And I remember telling her, I was like, Nat, (laughs) it's happened. And also giving birth vaginally can help balance some things out. I've heard that a lot as well. It can really help balance things out. So was it that? I don't know. You know, was it the seed cycling? Was it changing my lifestyle? Who knows? All of it. (laughs) All of it. Exactly. But since getting my period back after my daughter was born, that is now my reality. And I'm like, wow, that is possible. And Coming from someone who I would just have to take painkillers for the first two days, I would have days off school because of it. It is possible, my friends. It is possible. And I did it all naturally. I changed my lifestyle, my diets. Stress was a big component. Excessive hardcore exercising was a big component. Meditation, being out in nature. Going to bed early, drinking clean water, eating organic food, my relationships, all of these things contribute. And you talk about something that I absolutely love, and that's called menstrual hacking, which is basically what I did. I did menstrual hacking. And this is the idea that by aligning our cycle phases with certain foods and activities, we can eliminate symptoms and optimize our health and hormones. Can you talk us through a monthly cycle in the life of someone who practices menstrual hacking? Obviously, there is the seed cycling, which we've spoken about, but what else are they doing throughout the day or the month to enhance their hormonal health and well-being?
1: Yeah, I love, I don't know if you're familiar with Lucy Peach and her book, Period queen. And she talks, she has, so I know a lot of people might already be familiar with the seasons and each of the phases and linking them to the seasons, but she links them to each phase to a word. And this has really resonated with me. So she talks about in your menstrual phase, the word is dream. And so this is where you can be setting your intentions, you can be setting your goals, and you can really turn inwards and do the dreaming. And a lot of women that I speak to and I talk them through this process that Lucy shares in her book, I'm like, they're like, yeah, I tend to do that. <laughs> and then it's even interesting when you add the layer of the new moon and the full moon, often that new moon uh, is when we are doing that, setting intentions, setting goals. And so that links really beautifully with what we talk about with seed cycling and using the moon phases for phase one, which links to then menstruating during phase one. And then when you move into your follicular phase, she talks about that phase and the word is do. And I feel this so strongly. So this is when you were like getting all your to-do lists done. (laughs) You're ticking everything off. I'm like cleaning out my pantry. I'm cleaning out my cupboard. I'm and I'm in that real do phase. And for me, prior to understanding this phase, it felt like anxiety (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it felt like perfectionism. And it felt like just all this energy I didn't know what to do with. And I did, and I would feel like I didn't know what to do with myself. But now I know it's because I'm in my do phase of my cycle. So I've just finished bleeding. I'm in that follicular phase. I have all this energy and I use this to really. for business in particular and around the home to get shit done (laughs) because I have that energy. And now I realize that anxiety was actually just that the energy that I had in that do phase. And then in our ovulation phase, she talks about this as our give phase. So for me, this is where I'm like, in the kitchen a lot more. I'm cooking more extravagant meals for my family. I'm wanting to socialize. I'm wanting to give. And I'm not really caring about my to-do list anymore. That's, <laughs> that energy is gone. It's that real give phase. And then she talks about your luteal or premenstrual phase as your take phase. So this is where I don't really feel like cooking anymore. <laughs> Oh, I'm definitely not in my do, but it's really about taking. So for me, I'm spending much more time in nature. I usually book in a massage during that time, the things that I need to do for myself. And often that premenstrual phase is really hard for a lot of women. And that is because we find it hard to do things for ourselves and, and, and take. But knowing that this is what I need in that phase and next week I'm going to be in dream and then the week after that I'm going to be in do and then I can get my to-do list done and pay all those invoices. And but I'm in my take phase which means that I need to be slowing down doing more for myself and so oh my goodness this understanding the only way I can explain it um, and then also on top of that having the new the correct nutrients and so my hormones I am supporting my hormones I'm like life's just easier <laughs> It's just so much easier. And I get so much more done. I'm so much more productive.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And like we said before, it's just such an easy thing to implement into your life. And I love looking at the four different phases as the summer, autumn, winter, and spring. Because I know for me, like, yeah, I just am like, oh, yep, I'm in my summer. I've got that pep in my step. Or, oh, yeah, I'm in my winter. That really helps me to identify what phase I'm in because we follow the seasons very closely in our family with my daughter. And then also educating her on all of this so far. It's really, really beautiful to already be talking to her about this. She's only two and a half, but I'll say to her, I've got my period and she'll come into the bathroom with me and she'll see. And she's so funny. She's just hilarious. She's like, mama's got her period. I'm like, yes, baby. Yes. And just to see how I honor myself during that time, it's just really beautiful to model that for our little girls and boys too. It's really important. I get a lot of mums who are seed
1: cycling and they'll come to me and say, Oh, my daughter just got a period and um, well, she's about to, I think. Should I get her seed cycling? And oh, it makes me so happy. I'm like, yes. Like, What a beautiful introduction to food as medicine, to understanding their menstrual cycle, to supporting their menstrual cycles. And this is a really critical time for a lot of teens where if they go to the doctor uh, for skin breakouts, for irregular periods, for heavy periods, they prescribe the pill which completely stops that maturing of their hormones and their cycle. And so, oh my goodness, I do a happy dance. Anytime a teen wants to start seed cycling, I'm just like, yes, like we are setting them up for really healthy hormones and that body wisdom, that body literacy. I love it.
0: I just wanted to also add that it's really important that we keep these seeds in the fridge. That just popped into my head. So Once you have either ground them up yourself or you buy your incredible products, keep them in the fridge, my friends.
1: Yes, yes.
0: We go to great lengths
1: to make ensure that the nutrient
0: quality is there
1: because obviously it's not gonna work if they're (laughs) and also we need to make sure that they're not rancid and they don't have mold growing on them. So the best thing you can do is keep them on on in the fridge. And you'll notice with our products, we have short shelf lives and we include oxygen absorbers and we grind them as we get the orders. So that's, we do get a lot of questions about that.
0: Yeah, because once you do grind them, they should kind of be eaten pretty quickly so that they don't go rancid. So how do you maintain that longevity? Yes, like exactly what you
1: said, keeping them in the fridge, even in the freezer is a good option. and we do nutrient testing on our seeds to ensure that that we have the correct shelf life for them that they have the nutrients quantities that we need there and so yeah we want to make sure that the
0: seeds are doing their job. Mm -hmm. My daughter's two and a half and she's already seed cycling because she has the same smoothie as me. (laughs) (laughs) I have
1: one friend who she's got three teenage daughters and she knows where each of them are at in their cycle. And every morning she makes some breakfast and then puts the seeds of that, <laughs> that daughter needs. And I'm like, oh, that's commitment. I love that. She's like, it's just something that I want to make sure that I'm doing to support them because I know that they're busy and there's a lot going on and they probably don't understand the importance, but I do. I'm like,
0: oh, I just love that. <laughs> beautiful thing to do. My husband seed cycles with us too. Because if I make the smoothie, they go in there. No, they don't always. I'll just put them on top. But it's such a beautiful thing to teach our children about. And like you said, it's an introduction to food as medicine. It's an introduction to understanding, honoring and loving their beautiful temple and connecting inward with themselves. Like This is just the start. And we want this body love, this body literacy, this body acceptance as early as possible. Because I know for me, I didn't have that. I really didn't have that. And I trashed my body. I didn't care about it. I drunk, I partied, I ate junk food. I did things that I would never have done. Had I understood how precious this beautiful temple is that we have been gifted. And I'm so excited to impart all of this wisdom on my daughter.
1: Yeah, it's, oh, it's so true. And, and what you said about that self-love and body confidence, I never understood the link to loving our menstrual cycles and understanding our menstrual cycles to body confidence. And like even for myself, my journey, it was like I really struggled with my relationship with food. And my body, and I was trying to do everything I could to fix that. But if I'm hating my menstrual cycle and hating having my period, and it's a curse and it's annoying and getting these migraines and the skin breakouts, you have to love all of yourself. So I'm trying to love myself in one hand, but I'm ignoring and hating myself on the other hand. And so the link now that I can see the really clear link to. Menstrual cycle health and education and understanding and self love and body confidence like, this is where it starts. Like, this is where it starts with nutrition. This is where it starts with self love. This is where it is at with longevity, which I know (laughs) I'm obsessed with. You're obsessed with for women in particular. Having healthy, balanced hormones
0: is really, really important for longevity. Absolutely. Just before we got on this, Nick and I were rehearsing our talk. We are touring with Wonderlust. We go on tour tomorrow and we're touring around the country with them. And our talk is titled The Nine Pillars of Health, Happiness and Longevity. And it's stuff that we can do now, really simple things that we can do right now that will really move the needle. So I'm so excited about that. And yes, I'm obsessed with longevity. But before we move into the more personal questions about you, I have one more question about you and your work. What do you wish every woman knew about her hormonal health?
1: Mm, Great question. I wish every woman knew that it's easier than they think to support their hormones. I also wish women knew the risks.
0: And consequences involved in having their hormones out of balance. Yes, and I think in our teens, in our early twenties, we just don't care as much. For me, like it takes eighteen months to get pregnant. You go, wow! I really wish I had have been taking more care of my hormones way back then. I was on the pill for seven years. I came off the pill. It took me two years to get my period back again. And it starts with us, the mamas, you know, educating our daughters and our men too, but really educating our daughters on the importance of this. Like what we said before, it's so important. And we model it. We model it for our children because that's where they're really going to learn, watching their mama love her body, watching her mama, you know, cycle and chart and Honor the different seasons she is in. Like it's so beautiful. One of my friends' daughters, she is eleven, and she charts along with her mum, even though she hasn't got her period. One of my girlfriends, Sally, has this beautiful moonstration calendar, so she has one of those up, and so her daughter will go and like, "Where are you at in your period, mama?" And then when she's like, "Oh, mama, you're bleeding today," and she'll say, "Yes, darling," and so she's like, "Sit down, let me give you a foot rub, mama." And she goes and gives her a foot rub with lavender. Like, this is so beautiful, right? And this is because from as young as she can remember, she has watched her mama do this and love her body and honor herself. And now she is doing it for her mama. And then when she gets her period, I'm sure she'll start to do it for herself. But such a beautiful thing to do. Oh, so beautiful. And I think about how we've come
1: such a long way. I think about, for me, it was hide your pads from dad. <laughs> you know, you don't tell anyone that you're in your period. It was all a bit secretive and not celebrated to now we have a business <laughs> around periods and my husband's involved in it. And what I'm able to teach my daughter and exactly what you said about that leading by example. And this is, I do get customers who will buy the seeds for their teams and then they'll come back and say, oh, I'm so frustrated. They're not being consistent with it. And what should I do? And for me, my answer is just lead by example. Do your seed cycling, do what you need to do to support your cycle. And that I think is just so powerful within itself.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. With anything health-related, the best way that we can inspire our children or others is just being the example. That's what I've learned, and it always works. Shoving it down someone's throat, preaching, it doesn't have the same impact as embodying it. Okay, my friend, If you had a magic wand and you could put one book in the school curriculum of every high school around the world, what book would you choose? And it doesn't have to be on this topic if you don't want it to be. It could be on anything. Oh, I have to say, Elisa BT is in the flow. That's a game changer. Yes. She is amazing. She's been on the podcast. She is a dear friend. She is incredible. And 100% I feel like all girls need to read that before they get their period, you know, to have that education. I had zero education around this. Zero. I remember like looking in the sealed sections of the magazines to find out about sex and hormones. It was not spoken about in my family. My mom never spoke to me about it. I remember when I got my period, there was just pads and tampons that appeared in my drawer in my bathroom. There was no conversation about it. I had no idea what was going on, but I was a dancer. And so I would go to dancing and there was older girls in dancing. So girls that were like three, four, five years older than me. And I remember going to them and I was like, how do I put a tampon in? Like, what do I do? Like I literally had no idea. And so the more that we can educate our daughters and teach this beautiful wisdom to them, it's going to change their life. And yes, I love that book and I definitely recommend it, it should be in the school curriculum. And I'll link to the episode that I've done with Alyssa, and she's also in Holy Mama and we'll link to the book in the show notes for anyone that wants to check that out. Actually, Nat Gringudis also has a book for teens.
1: Yes, I haven't read that one, but I'm going to put that on my list because someone else mentioned it not long ago.
0: Yes, I've read it and I actually bought it for one of my friend's teenage daughters years and years ago. So that's an incredible book. Check that out. I'll link to it in the show notes as well. It is amazing. Okay, my friend, let me hear about your day. I love hearing about people's morning routines and how you prime yourself for your day and your little rituals and things that you do throughout your whole day. Talk us through a quote unquote typical day in your life. Oh, this is exciting. I love hearing other people's too. So we recently purchased an infrared sauna, which, oh my God, I just love it. (laughs) I had one just before we jumped on today.
1: Yeah. The way it came about is just so magical too. So we started the seed cycle in my kitchen and then quickly it grew. grew, I couldn't keep up with the demand. So we built a little factory in a room that we had, a spare room downstairs, which was like a storage room. So then all of last year, it was like me my husband, my mother-in-law in in this room, packing, (laughs) grinding and packing seeds. (laughs) And all of last year, I was just like, had this vision of like, the seed cycle getting to a point where it would be big enough to be able to move to a manufacturer. And then I would turn this room into like a little gym with an infrared sauna. And so I, I was i would be there for hours and hours packing the seeds with this vision of like wanting the seed cycle to grow to the point where I, we would move to a manufacturer. And now it has. So I've got my sauna. And so that's how my day starts now. I'll, I'll jump in the sauna. And to be honest, like this morning, I fell asleep in it. <laughs> And so I slept for about half an hour in the sauna, which is just so nice Uh, and woke up really sweaty, obviously, and like, oh, okay. (laughs) And by the time I got out and had a shower, my kids were awake. And so then it's like all of the (laughs) the chaos that comes up comes with getting kids ready for school. I've got a six and a four year old. And so we did the breakfast and getting ready and my husband took them today. So after they left and the chaos left with them, <laughs> I was—I actually sat down and um, did some EFT tapping. So I did about, about 10 minutes of tapping. I had my celery juice and my coffee and jumped on this amazing podcast with you. And yeah, the rest of my day... Today, particularly, I'm going to go out in the sun for a good hour after this. The sun is just what recharges my batteries. I truly believe, like they say, that like your stomach and your thighs are like your solar panels. So I'll go out and get my stomach and my thighs in the sun, uh, fill up on that beautiful sunshine, that vitamin D, uh, and then come back and do a bit more work. And then it's school pickup. And then from there, we. my daughter's really into basketball and we've got a basketball hoop. So we usually then spend an hour outside playing basketball, which is just so fun for me. <laughs> and then it's dinner and and reading because my daughter's starting to learn how to read. And then when we put them to sleep, that's when my husband and I will usually do a bit more work. I'll uh, try to do as much as I can, but then also have an hour or so where I'll go to bed and read because I find otherwise it's really hard to get to sleep. But like the reality is, <laughs> you know, that's when I have the time to do things I need for my business. And so I'll probably read for about an hour. I put some essential oils on in bed and yeah, go to sleep.
0: Beautiful. And what time are you usually in bed? 9.30, 10 o'clock. Yeah. Any later than that is not good for me. I feel it. No, me either. I'm super early to bed. I'm usually asleep by like 8, 8.30. Yeah, that's
1: amazing. I need to,
0: I don't want to do that. <laughs> Even better. It's so good. I love it. I love it. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I've got three rapid fire questions for you now. Are you ready? Yes. What is one thing that we can do for our health today? Seed cycle. Yes. <laughs> What's one thing that we can do for our wealth
1: Acknowledge those limiting beliefs and clear
0: them. hmm And what's one thing that we can do for more love in our life? Get out in nature. hmm That's one of our pillars of longevity. It's so important. Oh, my gosh. So important. My husband's been in front of the computer and in his music studio a lot because he's been rehearsing for Wonderlust. And he just said to me this morning, oh gosh, I am feeling it. Obviously, he loves his work and he loves his music, but it requires him to be in a studio and it requires him to be behind a computer for way too many hours in a day. And he feels it. He's like, I can feel the cortisol in my cells. I'm like, I know, babe, you need to get outside. I want to invent an amazing outdoor stand-up desk. Situation. So, like a portable thing. This is what I'm thinking, guys. And maybe it's already out there. And if it is, send me a link. Because everyone knows that if you take your laptop outside, you can't see the screen because of the sun, right? Yeah. So, you need a little bit of shade. So, here's the thing I want this like portable stand up desk thing that I can wheel outside. So, my feet are on the grass. But I need like a little umbrella over my screen so that I can still see my screen, but then my whole body's still in the sun. If anyone knows of anywhere I could get something like that, please. I don't know if you've seen on Pinterest, there's like little desk situations where people are sitting in the water, like at the beach. Yeah. And I'm like goals, but I'm like, realistically, that person can't see their screen and a big wave comes and you're screwed, guys. You're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny because I was outside yesterday and I was thinking, I'm like, they've got to be able to develop
1: like a laptop screen where you can actually see it in the sun. And because I was laying there going, oh, I'm going to go inside and go back on my computer. But I just wish I could stay out here.
0: I know, babe. So if anyone listening knows something like this or has one, please send me the link because I'd really like one. But how good would that be? Just like some sort of wheelie, portable situation that allowed us to just kind of wheel it outside, set up, stand up with our feet on the grass. So we're getting grounding at the same time. It's not normal to sit in front of a laptop for the amount of hours that we do. It is completely not normal, but we do it because of our jobs and things that we have to do. But it's not normal. It's not normal. Okay, my friend. What is something that nobody seems to talk about that you wish everyone knew? Ooh, another good question. I
1: think ovulation and the signs of ovulation and the importance of ovulation. I'm only now understanding that we need to ovulate as women and not just for fertility but to produce progesterone And that that, again, is important for longevity, but also to feel calm for bone density. I just never heard this spoken about, let alone
0: (laughs) as a fundamental for health. Yes. In fact, something else that Nat Gringoudis said to me many, many years ago, 2011, when I was talking to her about my debilitating periods, she said to me, Melissa, hormones isn't just about fertility. Because I was like, oh, I don't need to sort my hormones out. Like, I'm not getting pregnant right now. I'm not trying to. And she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's about balancing your entire hormonal system. It's about health. It's about mental health. It's not just about making babies. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So balanced hormones isn't just about wanting to make a baby. It's about being a happy, healthy human.
1: Yeah. Vitality.
0: Yes, absolutely. It's so important. And that's what I want the late teens, early 20s people to really get is that they need to take care of their hormones now, right now, not just when you decide you want to have a baby. Because you want your fertility to be there for you when you do decide. For me, it wasn't. When I decided that I wanted to have a baby, my fertility wasn't there for me. I had to wait 18 more months. That was the most challenging thing I've ever been through because my heart yearned to be a mother so much and it was so painful to go every month. I lived my life in two week increments waiting to either ovulate or waiting to find out and it was such a challenging time. So take care of your hormones now, not just when you want to make a baby. Because then when you make that decision, you want it to be there. You want your fertility to be there. You want to go, okay, I'm ready. And then that month you go for it and you get pregnant. You know, that's what you want because your hormones are healthy and happy and thriving. And I think Nat says too, your body wants to be pregnant. but if it's not the
1: right environment or those hormones are out of balance or that cycle that rhythm is out of balance, then obviously it's a lot harder. So doing what we can to support our hormones oh yeah and like you know I, I say this all the time, but our world is just not set up for our, sensitive hormones. I I heard something recently that said that we're living through the world, uh, the most toxic time in the world's history. And then also there's this huge evolutionary mismatch. And so, yeah, it's more important than ever
0: that we do what we can to support our sensitive hormones. Absolutely. You know, the chemical exposure The radiation, the EMFs, the 5G, the lack of sleep, the chemicals on our food, our products, what they're spraying in the skies and on our produce. It's not conducive to thriving, happy, and healthy hormones. So we need to do everything we possibly can in our home to make our home a wellness sanctuary. Because when we step out of our home, we can't control the petrol fumes that we're breathing in. We can't control those things unless you wear a mask, which by all means, you can wear an air filter mask if you want to. All power to you, my friend. But we can't control what happens outside of our home. So, in your home, make it a wellness sanctuary because that's where you spend so much of your time. Honor your hormones in this space. Take care of your hormones. Remove all the toxic chemicals out of your home and really make it a sanctuary. Like what you've done, you get a sauna. I've got a sauna. I love it. I feel so good when I have a sauna. There's so many different things that you can do, but really ask yourself this question, is my home a wellness sanctuary or are there some tweaks that I need to make? Am I drinking filtered, clean water or am I drinking water that has chlorine and heavy metals and fluoride and things in it? There's so many different things that we can do.
1: Am I heating my food in plastic?
0: That's a big one. Am I washing my
1: fruit and veggies really well? Am I aware of what I am putting onto my skin? These things, they're little decisions, but
0: they add up. And yeah, they result in huge changes. A hundred percent. Nick and I always say it's the little things you do each day that add up to big results or big consequences. These little things, that decision to drink filtered water over fluoride, chlorine, heavy metal water, that little decision to not heat your food up in plastic in the microwave and to get a pot and heat it up on the stove instead, these little things that you do each day add up to big results or big consequences. Something to remember. So ask yourself, is my home a wellness sanctuary? And if not, what can I do? to make it a wellness sanctuary. That doesn't mean you have to go out and buy a sauna. That's not what we're saying. (laughs) And if you want to, go for it. But it's just about, you know, those little things that we've mentioned. So this has been so amazing. I have absolutely loved this conversation and all of the wisdom that you've shared. Mel, you are helping and you are serving so many people around the world. So thank you so much. I want to know what I can do and the listeners can do to give back and serve you. How can we serve you today?
1: Oh my goodness. Thank you. That just means so much. And I think the, the best thing we can do is share seed cycling, share natural solutions. And whether it's like you're sitting next to someone at the hairdresser and they're talking about how bad their PMS was (laughs) or perimenopause symptoms, just mention, honey, look up seed cycling. (laughs) Have you heard of seed cycling? Plant that little seed. And that just has such a big flow on effect. And for some people, it will resonate and they'll go and do their research and for others they'll forget it but then they might hear it again from someone else and then they might hear it again and then they might read it in elisa's book or they might come across dr jolene brighton and then they'll have enough evidence to to start so i think that that's the best way that we can really create waves and make these
0: changes and start seed cycling get your incredible products the seed cycle You can use the code Melissa20 and get 20% off my friends. Do it. Start seed cycling. I've got a really good idea for everyone too is buy a whole bunch for your girlfriends and all do it together. Start together and all do it together and start to document any changes that you feel over the next couple of months and come and let Mel and I know. I would love to hear how your hormones shift and change over the next couple of months once you start seed cycling and give it a go and maybe even get it for your daughters if you have teenage daughters as well. So I'm so excited. This has been such a beautiful conversation. I love talking about hormones and hormonal health. So thank you for being here and thank you for all the wisdom that you share in the world. Oh, thank you, Melissa. I am so inspired to continue seed cycling. I will be doing it all the way to the end. And I really hope that you are inspired to give it a try, at least give it a try for a couple of months, get your girlfriends and your kids involved and notice any shifts that you feel or see. And let me know, I'd love to hear. And it's such an important and powerful thing that we can start to do. And I'm really excited for you if you have never done it to start on this seed cycling journey. And if you loved this conversation and got a lot out of it, please subscribe to the show and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to me. If you haven't already taken a moment to leave me a review, please go and do that right now. I'd be so grateful. And it also helps us inspire and educate more people together. And it also means that all of my episodes will just pop up in your feed so that you don't have to go searching for a new episode. Now, come and tell me on Instagram at Melissa Ambrosini what you got from this episode. I absolutely love connecting with you and hearing what you get from each show. So please come and do that. I love when a new episode lands and everyone comes and listens and then I get an influx of DMs. So come on over and share with me. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here. I do not take it lightly. I am so grateful. And I'm so honored that you're here and so proud of you for wanting to be the best, the healthiest, and the happiest version of yourself and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, Don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.